All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hello. Happy week between Christmas and New Year's when nobody really knows what day it is, where we are, what's happening. It's the week that time forgot. I thought and yes, it is a Friday. Normally, I would come on here and talk to you on a Monday, but I thought now is a good time just to come on and chat a little bit, do a solo episode. Man, I'm just working on unplugging and relaxing during this last week. We only have a few more days left of the year. And I know like there are all these messages like finish 2023 strong and, you know, make the best of the year. And we only have three days left in all of that. And I'm saying no, 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 no. Don't finish it strong. 
can we just like limp toward the new year? Can we just like slowly, slowly just meander and make our way? Yes, we're still moving forward, but it's at a snail's pace and just as it should be. We don't have to accomplish anything else. We don't have to produce. We don't have to prove. We don't have to do anything. We don't even have to get out of our pajamas. We don't have to leave the house. We don't have to go to the party. We don't have to host a party. We don't have to do any of that stuff. We just have to maybe just relax and sit and reflect. And if you do have to work, if you do have requirements and, you know, most of us are moms. (laughs) And so as lovely as the picture I'm painting sounds, no, I can't just like sit and relax and knit, even though I don't really know how to knit. You guys, actually, I did try knitting. I had a period in my life in my 20s when I was a knitter, but I could only knit and I couldn't purl. (laughs) And so it was just this block that I had. I don't know. But that's just a little insight into my brain. But yeah, just try to find moments of relaxation when you can. Try to take the pressure off. You know, it's that bittersweet time of the holidays coming to an end and like that the magic is disappearing a little bit. And I feel that way like on Christmas Day when all the presents are opened and, you know, the day is winding down and it's like, oh man, it's over. But then there's that sweet part where it's like, okay, but now we can settle back in. The pressure's off. You know, I can delete the present spreadsheet. (laughs) No more high expectations. No more matching family pajamas. Yeah, so hopefully you can take the pressure off a little bit these next few days. I just wanted to come on. I am going to have a dry January episode. That's a fun one that'll come out actually on January 1st. January 1st is a Monday, which, man, I don't know if I could love that better. You guys know I love a Monday. I love the first. I love a new page on a calendar. I love a new year. So the fact that the first is a Monday is thrilling to me. (laughs) Do I have big plans for January 1st? No, I don't. But I still love a new calendar and I love a Monday. So we will have a new episode. We have a dry January collab episode. If you remember, we did that for Sober October. This time I'm talking with my friends, Jill and Casey, Jill of Sober Powered and Casey of Hello Someday Podcast. And we are joined by two sober girls. And I'm so excited for you to hear just us talk about dry January and uh, our experiences with it and our tips and how we think about it and what can, you know, set you up for quote unquote success, even though I just want you to remember there is no success and failure at this thing. Okay. It's a long game, guys. There's ups, there's downs. It's not linear. And there's, there's just no failure. Even if alcohol, you know, sneaks its way back in and is a tricky little bitch like it tends to be, that's not a failure. And we always talk about how you can use that to propel you forward and you can. And so I think you'll like this episode. It'll just give you some tips and some inspo. And um, we had fun recording it. I always love when I get to talk with badass sober women. 
And those, those four certainly are. So that is coming on Monday. But I thought I would just hop on and just, you know, help you maybe reframe if you're going into the new year, I don't know, or just starting to examine your relationship with alcohol. If you're, if it feels daunting, if it feels like a task, or maybe you've done it before, maybe you've done a dry January before, and then you went back to trying to moderate. And now you're at the point where you see that trying to moderate a highly addictive substance uh, is hell on earth, which I think it is. I think it's awful. And I think it's a vicious cycle. And I think that part of the problem with our society, I mean, there's a lot of them, but part of the problem with our society when it comes to alcohol is that we are considered to be the ones to blame if we can't control a very uncontrollable substance. We assume there's something wrong with us. It's a weakness in us. We just have to learn how to drink better, more rules, more guardrails, more control. If we could just control it. The cool part is that you can just kind of throw your hands up and say, fuck that. I no longer want to try to control an uncontrollable substance. I can actually just like step out of that cycle and say, hey, let me take a look at what alcohol is truly, not what I've wanted it to be, because we have wanted alcohol to be many things. And a lot of times we assume that alcohol is those things and we are the problem. What if that wasn't the case, though? What if this year... And starting in January, starting with dry January, what if we tried to look at it differently? What if we told a different story? And so I'm talking to you, even if you have done dry January before, even if you've taken six months off of alcohol, a year off, maybe a couple years off, and then you went back to moderation. That's one story, right? What if this year, 2024, we told a different story? And what if in the story we told, in our 2024 story, what if we aren't the villain? What if we aren't the ones who, you know, fucked shit up on Christmas Eve or acted horribly or lost our patience or did all those things that we would have never done if alcohol wasn't in the picture? What if instead of just beating ourselves up about not being able to do this thing differently and not being able to control alcohol, what if we decided to see alcohol for what it is and really decide to call it out for its bullshit and label it as the villain in the story? How would that change everything? How would that change the story that you tell about yourself? How would that change the story that you want to tell in 2024? What if you were the hero and you came to save the day and you came to save the story from alcohol and you fought the villain that's alcohol? It works if you look back at your stories and you know those stories that we like lock deep down inside and that we're so ashamed of and we're so embarrassed by and there's so much guilt and shame and crud and mold. You know, the ones that we just like can't look at. 
what if we start to tell those stories and in our telling of them, we are no longer the villain? What if the narrative shifts to alcohol as the villain and but for alcohol? If alcohol, the villain of our story, was not there, what would the hero have done? And how can that help us in the stories that we want to tell in 2024? So this doesn't mean that the villain is going to vanish, right? The villain is all around us. The villain is romanticized. And there are many people and many companies and many commercials. And I mean, there's a whole billion dollar industry that will try to trick us into thinking that the villain is the hero, right? But what if we knew better? What if just for this year, maybe? What if for 2024, we just decide to take a chance on seeing ourselves as the hero of our story and not the villain? What if we stop beating ourselves up for not being able to control a very uncontrollable and highly addictive substance? What if instead we treated ourselves with grace? And we said, oh, you know what? The fucking villain, it came in and did its thing, didn't it? It doesn't have to do that anymore. Now you get to be the hero. And you get to be the hero on your own, which is probably something you haven't done, I don't know, since you were a kid or since you were in high school. When did you start drinking? When did alcohol make its way into your story? For me, I think I was about 16. And so to think that if I stopped drinking at 39, from 16 to 39, I had many moments where I felt like the villain. The problem with thinking and feeling in our bones that we are the villain of our own story, I know for me, I can't go anywhere from there. Where does that leave me? If I'm the villain, well, now what? What do I do? And it's so shitty and hard to feel and actually maybe even impossible to feel like we are the villain of the story. We are the problem. We are the bad guy. We're the issue. That's so impossible to feel, that we will do anything not to feel it. And we will make alcohol the hero. Because the one thing that alcohol is really good at is making us not care and making us not feel. And when we feel like we are the villain in our story, that allows alcohol to come in and be the hero. It's not a great hero. It's not the kind of hero that I want because it's the kind of hero who's going to say, oh, you know what? Don't feel. You're not strong enough to feel this. Here, I'll help you not feel. I'll also help you not care. I'll help you not care that you feel like the villain, but I'll also help you not care that you're married or that you have kids in the car or that you have to work tomorrow or that you are friends with these people. I'll make you not care about anything. And that's a cycle, right? 
that's a cycle and it's also a story. It's a story that we can tell ourselves and that we probably have told ourselves over and over and over, maybe without even realizing it. So what if we decided, what if we took the pen and the paper, we took it back and we said, you know what, hold on. I'm in my 30s, I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 50s, I'm in my 60s. I don't want to tell the same story that I've told over and over. I see where that's gotten me. I see how I've felt. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to tell a new story. I want to write a new story. And in my story, I'm the hero. I'm no longer going to be the villain. I'm going to shine a light on who the villain actually is and has been all along. What would happen? What would change? Spoiler alert, I think it might be everything. If you're listening to this, it's because you are ready to start examining your relationship with alcohol. And in order to do that, we have to start telling the truth about alcohol. What it is, what it does, not what we've wanted it to be or what we've wanted it to do. We have to start telling the truth about how we've used it to cope and to escape and to numb and to celebrate. And once we start telling those truths, you start to change and you can't go back. You can't unknow something that you start to see clearly. I hope this helps as you just start to think about what a new year, what a new month without alcohol is going to be like. I give a lot of kind of just tips and how-tos in here. I think that my biggest how-to is always to decide to take the mental gymnastics out of it so that there's no going back and forth, back and forth. And maybe that means you do write your story. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody but you. It doesn't have to be detailed. It's just your story of what if you were the hero and alcohol was the villain in every situation that you can think of, everything you've been beating yourself up about. What if you were the hero? That will help you decide. I'm talking about stories today because I have the real sober mom stories on here. That's normally what we share every Friday. And I share those stories because I think they are the most important ones to tell. They are often women who considered themselves very high functioning. They're not rock bottom stories. A lot of the stories are about moderation and freedom from moderation. And I've always said that those are the most important stories to tell because we've been taught, society has taught us that if if we haven't lost everything to alcohol, then there's just nothing to see. Then there's no reason to examine. You don't have to look at it. In fact, if you do look at it, then you're going to be lab- labeled powerless forever and you have to declare yourself an alcoholic and that's it. That's not how we do it here. That might work for some people, and if it does, that's great. And if they find power in that, that's great. If they begin to be the hero of their story through that, that's amazing. I never did. 
that never resonated with me. And I wanted to create a space where women could come and feel safe enough and without shame, without judgment, without labels, could just start to tell the truth about alcohol, about how they felt about it, about how it affected their lives, without saying, okay, now you have to declare yourself an alcoholic. We just don't do that here. We don't have to do that here. My sobriety has never been about labels. It has never been about being tied to alcohol. It has never been about being powerless or feeling powerless. It has always been about reclaiming myself as the hero of my story and finding such amazing freedom from alcohol and sobriety. I think that, you know, over the last year and a half of every woman that I've talked to on here, the one constant is that they've all assumed, and and myself included, we all assumed that everyone else had alcohol figured out. I always thought I was I was the only one. I was the only one waking up with shame and, you know, blowing through my moderation rules 30% of the time and 70% of the time being like, okay, great. I moderated, but I still felt shitty. I thought I just wasn't doing it right. And I could have spent my whole life assuming that there was just a better way to drink, to drink in a more orderly fashion. And it wasn't until I started just saying like, hey guys, I think alcohol kind of fucks everything up. Like no matter how much of it I drink, I think it makes my anxiety worse. I think it really makes my sleep worse. And I think it makes me doubt myself. And I think it might be the villain. And maybe I'm the hero? Question mark. It wasn't until I started to do that and I started to hear, hold on, what? Wait, okay, I think that too. But I just assumed it was just me. That I started to say, wait a second. We all think it's just us. We think we're the villain. And we think alcohol deserves to be the hero. It's just such a lie. I'm so excited for you to be here and to be on this journey and to tell a new story. You know, if you've been here before, if you've done Dry January, if you have been on an alcohol-free adventure, that sounds really corny, but it is an adventure. I just want you to remember that this version of you, the one sitting here today, the one listening to this has never been here before. You, this version of you, has never done this. I hope that inspires you and motivates you to go forward rather than thinking like, oh, I did 30 days, but then I started drinking again. I, I'm, just, I'm just not cut out for this. No, that's not true. You're bringing that with you. You're bringing all of the days that you didn't drink and all of the days that you did, that's coming with you. Everything that you've learned about it is coming with you. This version of you has never done this before. And you are so strong because of every single day that has led up to now. All of them. 
the drinking and the non-drinking ones. All of them matter. You're bringing all of that with you. And so I'm just excited. I'm excited to go on this, this ride with you. I'm honored that I get to do this, that I get to, you guys, I'm just sitting in my closet. I'm just sitting in my closet talking into my little microphone and I get to reach thousands of you. Like this wasn't in my plan. I didn't know this was going to happen. This only happened because I decided to see alcohol as the villain. And I just decided to count on myself and see what I could do. And if I could maybe fly, like you guys, did you know that we could fucking fly? And this doesn't mean start a podcast. This doesn't mean like change the world, all of that stuff, right? You guys know I'm very against rainbows and unicorns in sobriety because it's not that. But it just means something special happens when we start to see ourselves as the hero and we start to trust ourselves. Something happens. And it's life-changing for you. It will be. And I'm excited. Come and join us. You guys, we talk about all of this stuff in the Sober Mom Life Cafe. We talk about all of it. We have meetings all throughout the week. We have book club. We have Discord chat where women get to connect all day long. And we get to remind you of these things. I always say you can listen to podcasts and you can you can read the Quitlet and you can do all these things and you're learning so much and you're learning about yourself. You need a community around you to remind you what you know because we forget. All of the noise outside and the kids and the chaos and the overwhelm, all of that can take over and we can forget. We can forget what we know. And so it's essential to have a community of women who know what you're going through, who know how you feel, who have been there, who are there at the same time, and to be able to lean on them, to ask them to remind you what you know. Okay, guys, I really need help right now. Remind me what I know. You need that, and that's exactly why I created the cafe. We need each other. You don't have to do this alone. You are not alone. In the drinking days, in the, in the moderation days, and when we thought alcohol was the hero days, that's when we felt alone, right? And we felt like we were the only ones. We're not going to do that anymore. That's not part of this year's story. You need to be in a safe space when you start telling the truth about alcohol. And I'm so grateful for these women in the cafe who provide that. And I'm telling you, when you jump, they will catch you. And you need that. You are not alone. I'm saying this and I'm sharing this about the cafe because we are adding meetings in the new year. We're doing a spouse meeting, and so it's our first male meeting. If you're in a same-sex marriage, then yes, please send your spouse to the meeting as well. We talk a lot about spouses, whether spouses are still drinking or not drinking. You know, when we stop drinking, we go on, on a wild ride of a lot of changes, and sometimes our spouses are like, wait, what? I can't keep up. Like, what's going on? I You flipped the script on me, right? And so- we have a meeting now on Tuesdays starting in the new year. It's for the spouses. And my mom is going to be in it with me. She's a therapist. These meetings are not therapy, but it is nice to have a therapist in the room. And 
we wanted to provide the spouses a safe space. And it's definitely not a bashing session or anything like that. It's to help them through, okay, your partner stopped drinking. How are you feeling? My husband will make an appearance in there because he's going through that too. He has gone through that in the last four years. So that's just one example of the meetings we're adding for the new year. Um, The Sunday Hot Topic meeting with my mom. Jen's Thursday morning meeting stays. So we have meetings every day except for Saturday. We have the Discord chat. We have book club. We have our monthly book club. We're we're meeting Wednesday, January 3rd at 7 p.m. We'll be talking about The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober by Catherine Gray. I loved that book when I was in early sobriety. We'll be talking about that. I record a secret podcast every Sunday called The Sunday Check-In, where I kind of just do this. I just talk. It's just me and the mic. It's a little bit more relaxed. And my lovely editor, Laura, doesn't edit those. You get to hear the ums and the ahs and the rough, uh, you know, the coffee sips. And it's like a rough cut. But I do that every Sunday. So we have just so much going on in the cafe. I want you to come and join us. It is through the end of 2023. It is $15 a month, okay? Starting January 1st, the price is going to go up to $25 a month. It's hopefully just going to stay there. It's because of all the value that we've added. If you get in at $15 a month between now and the first of the year, you lock that price in, okay? So even if we add more offerings in the future, your price will never go up. You're locked in at wherever you join, whatever you're paying now, your price will not change, okay? So I will never raise a price on you. I feel very strongly about that. You know, there are people who have been in since the beginning, and I always say we're like flying the plane as we're building it, and they have helped with that, and that is invaluable to me, and I always want to reward them with uh, they get to pay the price from a year ago, and that will never change. And so get in now if you're thinking about it, if you need Dry January support and beyond, get in there. Get in there at $15 a month. I'm telling you, it's a steal for the connection and the community that we have over there. They really are my most favorite women. And just come and join us. You don't have to wait until you have it all figured out. You need that community around you. You don't have to do this alone. You're not alone. If there's anything you take away from today's episode, that's what I want you to know. That all of this time you thought you were the only one. All of this time you thought you were alone in your struggles with alcohol, in your relationship with it, in your feelings about it, in the shame, in the 3 a.m. wake-ups. And if I could tell you one thing, it's that you are not alone. Come and join us. I'll leave the link in the show notes. And we have a lot of other things, very exciting things happening in January. Guys, I'm working on a mocktail ebook that'll have, you know, my no ethanol needed mocktails all in one spot. That's hopefully coming in January. Well, hopefully January 1st, you guys. Fingers crossed for the, we've got some tech stuff to work out, but stay tuned for that. Be sure to get on the newsletter so that you you know what's going on and you get sobriety support right in your inbox. That's free. I'll leave that in the show notes. I'm trying to think about what else. I want you to feel confident and hopeful as you start your journey 
I know I shouldn't say journey. I know it sounds like The Bachelor. We're trying to think of a better word. So for now, I'll say journey. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for your support on this podcast. It is an absolute joy to be able to do this, and I can't do it without you. I just appreciate you so much. If you love it, if you have found it helpful, please rate and review it. Follow it, too, so you can see when there are new episodes. And here's to a new story that we can write in 2024 where you are the hero. Because P.S., you always have been. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips i'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so so inspiring i'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking in fact it's very much the opposite and no matter what your relationship was with alcohol life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober new episodes come out every tuesday you can listen to happiest sober podcast wherever you get your podcasts